Today's Daf Yud Zayin, we began Halacha Dalet last year, and we were discussing first the Te'ina that was in the chatz, that was growing in the Chatzar Hayish can eat it. The next case was in, if it is, how um, how much you can take from it. That was a Machloket, Rabbi Tafra and Rabbi Akiva. And then we saw a few other cases as well around that. For Kampu Kusbar and Osea Bez Okay. Next case is Te'ina, which are a few lines down. Te'ina shi omedet b'chatzar v'notel legina. So if you've got a fig tree that's planted in the chatzar, but it's outside into the gina, so it's planted in the place that would be kovea, but its branches are sticking out to the gina, then we can say, ochel kedarko You can simply eat from that as much as you like in a snack-like fashion. It doesn't have to be a chad echad, like we said before. Now that is because, we'll see in a minute, the assumption is you're in the gina, Okay. Um, not, you might think that it's got to do what's the kololechachar enough, but that's something else. Okay. Or medabegina, if it's standing in the gina, meaning it's growing in the gina, and the branch is going to the chatzer, then you're standing in the chatzer, so ochelechadecha. You're going to eat one at a time, being tzeraf, need to be chay. Okay. What happens? We say, omedet ba'aretz montela chutzlaaretz, bechutzlaaretz, so again, omedet ba'aretz montela bechutzlaaretz, omedet bechutzlaaretz, bechutzlaaretz. So we've got a tree that is bridging the borders of Eretz Israel. How do we determine whether it's considered Peirot Eretz Israel, then Chayven Trumas Masa and the like? So we say, Hakol Holech, Achar, Ha'ikar. So in that situation, we look where the roots are, where it's drawing its, uh, well, its trunk, I should say, where it's drawing its nutrients, and that's how it defines it if it's Peirot Israel, Peirot Chosaras. Don't, don't yes. we have that, that, that from, from uh, in the Mishnah mentions, Doch, that we bring Trumas and Masas also from just over the border? Oh, there are certain areas near Eretz Yisrael yeah. that are true in the Rabbanan. True. Yeah. But um, it, it depends which 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 areas. I think it's like um, Amon and Moab and also Syria. North, Syria. Syria as well. But the question is, what? Okay. Nonetheless, what status do you give it? There, I said the Rabbanan true and things like that. But now, what defines it? Like, like where it's actually from? Now, when it comes to Batei Arei Choma, in that situation as well, Hakol Holech Achari Kar. Now, what you got to do with Batei Arechoma, what we learned last year, that it's only the houses that we said that, again, if you've got a house in Batei Arechoma and it's not redeemed or bought back within a year, then it's Niklat, the new owners, when it comes Yovel. Okay? It's not like normal land that will go back to the original owners and come Yovel. So uh, this, what um, Reb Chaim points out, this mission is the point to Rebbe Meir, that even trees would be like that. It says, Manid Rebbe Meir, da'ama ba'arachin, is the se'arachin, um, that the perekamocher at Sadehu, Afsadot, that even he holds even fields within a Batayarachoma would also share, um, share this din. However, Lishita Rebbe Yehuda actually is Rebbe Yehuda's palig, but Amar Hatam Koshu Lifnimenachamok, a Batayarachoma puts me in Sadot, that Sadot wouldn't have the same din, so this mission would relate to that. What about Areya Miklat? So we know that someone who kills some of the Shogeg runs to the Areya Miklat and he's safe there from the Quel Adam, and he can seek refuge there, and the family relatives can't touch it. However, now it's interesting here, it's actually not, it doesn't have to be in the city, it's just within the tomb of the city and it's already protected. That's an important din. So what if you have a, a tree that's bridging the tomb? So we say, hakol holech, achar, what in this case, achar anof, meaning where the branches are. So what this means, it doesn't mean the branches, branches soul, it means af achar hanof, meaning if the branches are inside and the trunk is outside, then even by the base of the trunk, it'd be safe. Okay. Or other way around. If it's uh, the trunk is inside and the branches are outside, it's, well, then we go by the trunk then. So it's afachar hanof. So it's, it's all, it, in other words, a tree that's bridging or whichever way extends the secure zone, if you like, for this, uh, for the rotzeach. Um, next, 
Once again, that means also Acharanov. Now, what's this important for? This is important for Master Shani. Now, Master Shani, the two dinner of Master Shani. One is you can only eat Master Shani in Yerushalayim. And also, once you're inside Yerushalayim, you can't put it in Master Shani. You can no longer redeem it. It's only when you're outside Yerushalayim can you put it. So, what here, what it means here, the, according to the Tana in this Mishnah, it's again, we go Af Acharanov, Lahachmir, meaning if it's bridging it, then if you're outside, like because it's bridging it, it, either way, if the trunk is inside or outside and the branches on the other side, then if you're outside by the tree, it's not as if you're inside the city, but you, it, it, to, to allow you to eat it, but it's in, in this, it's if you're inside the city that you can no longer pot it. So that's, we're going lahachmir for the, the dinner pidyon. Similarly, if you've got a tree that's simply bridging and you're sitting at its base or under the branches, even though you're structurally inside the walls, you wouldn't be able to eat your Masa Shani there because, we, again, we, we, again it's, we, we go by both Lahachmir to say now it's as if you're outside Yerushalayim, okay, for the din of Achila. That is one time, however, they've got another time that's Cholak, that's actually much dependent by the walls, but uh, we'll, we'll, we've got much to learn in the Gemara. Let's continue. Tani, not nin lo shehut bo, pam rishon So this relates to the first thing in the Mishnah, that was a Taina. We said if there's a fig tree that's growing in the Chatzar, you can eat one at a time. What it's saying here is, but if you take two, once again, if you take two at a time, then it would be kovea. Well, the question is, it, what it, it says, you've, we give you a time span of lefatzea to squish it, that they would squeeze it and soften it before eating it. The time it takes to do it thrice, right? Three times. Now, what's that, what's that important for? Because Rabbi Yonah says as follows, the reason, what's that time frame important for? Because if you take etashniya, so you've picked one. And then within the time it would have taken you to squeeze it three times, you pick another one, then they combine to what? To make them both considered tevah. However, mashma what? Is that if there was a longer gap and they're all both in front of you, then they wouldn't combine to make the first one tevel because when he took it, he took only one. So you can eat that, uh, you can straight away eat it. However, importantly, Reb Chaim says, but because there are two in front of you now, the second one would be considered Bade Tevel, and you wouldn't be able to eat it without doing Hafrasha. So in other words, the din of combination is important to impact only the first one you picked. Okay? The question is, will that combine with the second one later to make that Tevel or not? Okay, that's, that's the importance of the gym. Okay. Now, what happens? Rabbi Yirmi says, by this is some fascinating cases today. He threw, he picked one, threw it up above, Ma'avir uh, Asara. So above, above Tent from the ground, it's in different Rishot now. And then he picks a second one, Liketa Tashniya. So when he picked the second one, it was in a different Rishot. The, um, the question is, Nitavlu Shtehem, do we say that, that, um, now, is it both, is it considered a separate Rishot or is it not? Do they both come Tevel or not? Now, is he just playing a game or not? Rosh Cerulio says that actually, it's not that he's just playing a game, picks one, throw it up, and quick gets another one, does it like a juggling, juggling match. But rather, Rosh Cerulio says that he picked one and didn't like it. So he threw it up in the air, thinking, oh, this is not no good. Picked another one, and, th- and maybe he sees the second one also seems pretty similar, and he, and he thinks, actually, maybe the first one's not that bad. Okay, so that's because it's in two, in two different Rosh The question is, do they combine to say, now it's um, effectively Kovei and Tevel? Yes, question. So, so normally when you put something up, you throw something up, it comes back to you, right? On the floor next to you. Yes. But it might, th- if it's not good, then you give me the idea that they might throw it out of another drushut. No, but here we're assuming it's coming back in the, in the chatzah. You didn't throw it out to the, like next door. 
I think it's even if it's in the chatzer, just throw it up, like throw it back. Even if you throw it behind him a little bit, but it's still within the. I think the assumption is that going to rest this still within the chatzer. Okay, so the the all he said the rest of it doesn't take it as a question. He says it more as a as a din, but Rav Kruchaim says it's more of a question. Okay, let's continue. Next case, Rav Shimon, uh, Rav Shimon Omer. So Rav Shimon says, if you recall, Rav Shimon says in a Mishnah, Achad b'mino, Achad b'smino, Achad b'piv. Okay, that's 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 the shear for for combining. Now, Rebbe Lazar, and this is another interesting case. Rebbe Lazar ben Rebbe Shimon Omer Shlosha b'yamin, Shlosha b'small, v'Shlosha b'piv. What's considered zero? It'd have to be three in each hand and three on mouth, so up to nine now. So Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, holiday to to have an achlan, have a mishar garmeke, because he used to eat lots of them. He seemed to have quite an appetite. For him, he was mishar that that's still considered a snack, having all nine. Okay, that's that's how it came to the shear. So based on Rebbe Lazar Berbi Shimon's way of uh, manner of eating, we come to the next story. Rebbe Lazar Berbi Shimon Azulagabe Rebbi Shimon Barrios. Okay, Balakunya Chamoy. So Havi Mazigle, he used to what he poured him a cup of wine. and he took it down in one gulp. So he poured him another one. Mazigle, Vaveshati, and he downed another gulp. So he seems a bit horrified by the practice. Didn't you learn from your father? Didn't you learn that the dinim of Derech Eretz in terms of how you meant to drink a cup? So Amrali, yes. What did he teach me? He says, if it's like it is, meaning not diluted or anything, then you have it in one go. If it's diluted with soina, then it's two drinks. So one drink, take a break, then another drink. If it's becham, then it's three. However, but not with your, 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 sorry, your wine, that it's such a nice wine, or the gratings of my talk. Not the cups you're serving, that are very small. And not regarding my stomach, who is a, let's say, it's broad stomach, who has, has an appetite. Now, yes, that's a halacha, but that's in a particular context. And in this context, one gulp at a time seems to be appropriate. Okay. However, Vara Yoshua ben Korchat Sabichle used to shout at him and call him Chala Bar Chamra, which is a derogatory. I mean, your father, if your father was wine, you are merely vinegar. So Amrle, Lamat Sabachli Ken, why are you treating me this way? So Amrle, Adaraktava Azladlach Ludkea. You should have fled to Ludkea. Now, what's going on here? The Malchut appointed him in charge. I'll read it here, Arab Chaim. yeah, sorry. Here, um, he says, this is a previous and arrest them and hand them over to the Malchut, which is a bit like, like, it's like a police type of or private police work. Okay. And he says, you should have run away. You should have fled from the Melech. You shouldn't have taken that position and run to Ludkia. So you wouldn't have to do that job. So Amrle, I don't understand. What's wrong with doing this job? Haven't I, aren't I simply, this is a mashal, aren't I simply clearing the field of already cut thorns? Meaning these individuals are Rishayim. And I'm just clearing the field of these Rishayim. What, what am I doing wrong by taking on this role? So Amrle, you should have gone run to the end of the world if that's your rationale. Why? And Laniach Bal Hagina, let the, using the mashal, let the the owner of this gina, I mean, and deal with these criminals on his own. 
right? Why, what's this? You've got, I've got in my, my Gemara a little bet here, and this relates to the Rambam. This, this comes into all the dinim of, uh, of Moser. You were basically Moser Ganavim Tamalchut, and that seemed to be a bad thing to do, um, it, despite the fact there might be Rishayim. And I'm not going into all the din, the, the din of Moser here, but this is again uh, a one piece to that puzzle in trying to understand the halacha. Okay, next. What happens is, now this is an interesting case. Um, what happens if Nitkalgal me'aleha ma'u mechazrata? So he's, t- he's picked one at a time. And then what's happened is as he's picked one, it fell to the ground. And then he picked it up again. Can he eat it? So whether Rav Chaim understands it here, it's, it's, it sounds like the, what the Yerushalmi understands is that why is it when you pick one at a time, you can eat it when this tree is growing in the Chatzar? Is because it's considered as if it has not yet reached the reshut of the chatzer. That's why. Not that you're eating a snack like fashion and all these other things. It must be, he says, I'll read it inside. Um, it says, It would be still gemar malacha, even if you want that, according to Ray Brokhaim, understand your shami. Once you've taken enough, so the hainu time at the cave and the shamina and the ochel barosha taina patur. Since we know if you if you went up to the taina, you were sitting in the tree eating your patur. When you're eating one at a time, it must be as if it hasn't reached the chatzar yet. The kilo if you're still eating in the reshut of the taina. That's a chirush. That's the question, therefore, that if it fell out of your hand and finally reached the rishut hachatzer, then now can I take it? In other words, let's just explain what this is important to understand what's going on here. We've always understood the Mishnah as follows. We've understood that it hasn't reached Gemara Malacha. So therefore, um, when you pick it from a tree, I can take one at a time. It's not considered reaching Gemara Malacha, but if I take two at a time, it's like the Goreh. The way Rabbi Chaim is explaining it now is he says, no, the Rishami seems to understand it differently. The Rishami seems to understand that, that um, whether you take one, two, or it doesn't matter how many you take, if that's what you want, that's, that's Gemara Malacha. So why is it when you take it one at a time, is it not considered, you don't have to do any hafrasha? Because it's, it's if it has not yet reached the chatzar. It's almost like hovering in the air, if you like, despite the fact the person's standing in the chatzar. That's what it sounds like. It's almost like in this no man zone, hasn't reached the Rishul of the chatzar. So that's why that's why the Yerushalmi asked the question. Okay, it fell from your hand and hit the chatzer. Is it now game over? It's reached the chatzer now. So, or can I pick it up, take, put it back in my hand? So the first assumption is, Now, he said, the right the I try and bring is from the other case we learned before. If you remember, we brought a case where someone went, brought some food into a chatzer, that's a chatzer that's not guarded, it wouldn't be kovea. And by mistake, he went into the house. Now, house would be Kilbea. Now, because he went into the house by mistake, we said he can go back out into that, the Chatzosh and Mishnah and continue eating. So he says this is a parallel case. It fell from his hand by mistake. So it should be no different to it going into the house by mistake. So you should be able to pick it up and continue eating it. So he says, so, no, so, so the Gemara says, that's not good enough. Taman, you cannot bring proof from that case because that's the Makom Patur. There, when you go back out in the case where you took it to the house by mistake and you went to the Chatzar She'eno Mishtamerit, you went to a place in the Makom Patur. But here, you can't, in other words, that case where you said when you went to the house by mistake, you can take it out and eat it again, well, that's different because you've taken it out to Makom Patur. But here, when it fell from your hand and pick it up, you're not putting it to Makom Patur, you're putting it to your hand and you're standing in the Chatzar. We didn't say your hand is a Makom Patur. So you're not removing it from the makom chayav at all. 
So therefore, you can't bring a proof from that. So maybe it might still be that once it fell to the ground, according to your shaman, you pick it up, you wouldn't be able to eat it. Okay? So now the Gemara asks a very interesting question. We've just said that this fig tree that's growing in the chatzer, if you're inside the fig tree, it doesn't have the din chatzer. You can eat as much as you like. Now, the question is, what status does being in a fig tree have? What reshut is that? And that's going to be important for laws of shikha. So this is a bit of a... Uh, like a, a tangent, not a tangent, but it's like a bit of surprise. Shift to laws of shikha. So let's have a look. What does it mean in top of the Avidla, do you make it or Is it if you're standing in the city or is it if you're still standing in the field? Now, what's that important for? Now, importantly, the way Reb Chaim changes it here, um, he says, Basade. Rashford keeps it, but the uh, the Rukhain seems to go like the Grahia. So he says, if someone's standing by the Sadeh, the Omer, and he says, I know the, the workers have forgot those bunches over there. Um, uh, and then he forgets it. Meaning because he was by the field and he saw that the, that the workers have forgot it, and he was, if, if you like, he was like Mazakert, and even if he forgets it later on, it's not shikha anymore. So if he was mo'ed ba'ir, however, if he's in the city and he, I don't know, he's got some cameras or something like that, and he says, I know the workers have forgot, forgot that, that, um, that, that omer there. And then he forgets, because he wasn't by the field, he wasn't shikha. Okay? As it says, the pasuk is coming to prove, meaning, it, when is it shichacha besadeh? That's only if you get it from beginning to end, but not if you, you saw the workers forgot and you were zochera and they remember it. Okay. So what the Gemara is asking is, what's the status then of this fig tree? The balabite sitting in the fig tree doing his picking or doing other things. And he sees his workers and he notices his workers have, or he knows his workers have forgotten some, some omarim. Do we say it's like being next to the field? Now, and it's, it's like his Zohar, it's considered his, and even if he forgets it later, it's not Shikha. Or is it like he's in the city, and therefore, even if he remembers and forgets, it doesn't matter, it's going it's to be Shikha. Okay, so that is very interesting, like a very interesting thing. Pshat in terms of how do we define the Rosh HaTena? Okay, back to, uh, back to, back to Masra. This is now the next, uh, the next mission we're learning. This is Gefen Shin Notur Bachatzer. If you recall, we said that if there's, if you want to take some grapes, according to Rabbi Akiva, you have to take one at a time. And according to Rabbi Tarpon, you can take a whole bunch of time. So the Gemara is trying to answer to Rabbi Tarpon. This takes us back to our Mishnah that we learned back in Sekta Trumo. So someone's eating a bunch of grapes. And he walks into the from, from the Gina, where it's not Kobaya, because it's in the, in the garden, and he, or the uh, fruit area, and he goes into the Chatzah, which is the Makom, that would be Kobaya. There's a bunch of grapes. Rabbi Eliezer says Yigmori can complete it, if you recall, because it sounds like because he started the Heter. And Rabbi Yeshua says, Lo Igmor. That was a machlok we saw in Mesech Tetromas, if you remember. So Rabbi Zira says, Rabbi Chia B'Shem Yona, or the Rabbi Tarfan Krabeliaza. So Rabbi Tarfan in our Mishnah. Why does Rabbi Tarfan in our Mishnah say you can pick a whole bunch of grapes when you're in the Gana and in Gana, need a whole bunch of grapes? Either he's like Rabbi Tarfan. So, so, or, so or Rabbi Tarfan is, uh, uh, one second, or Rabbi Tarfan is like um, Rabbi Yezer. Right? Either it's like Rebeliezer, that is because the first grape he's allowed to eat, therefore it's Kilu, he's hitchil the hetzer, therefore he can finish the whole bunch. Okay? So, in other words, we are trying to understand what's the spar of Rebbe Tarfan on the Mishnah. Why is he going to eat the whole bunch? Maybe it's like that he's like 
Um, Rebbe Eliezer, uh, that says if, you, if you're starting a bunch of grapes and you walk into the chatzah, you can finish it. So, so too, the since the first grape you can eat, you can finish it. Or Rebbe Tarofan Avad Uktsa Ochla Mitchilato. Now, Uktsa Ochla Mitchilato means maybe he doesn't hold by that din of Rebbe Eliezer in general, but only in an Achila greater spherile, the Kula Achila Batat Chilato. That's what Rebbe Chaim explains. That I was reading behind then. So either he, he holds with the principle because the beginning is mutar, it's, um, it defines the whole thing, or maybe it's only the context of Echila. And Rabbi Ila says that Rabbi Isi Bishem Rabbi Yochanan said, or Rabbi Tarfan Alas Rabbi Yazid, like we explained, or it is Rabbi Tarfan Avad Achila, Shiet Poshtaim, Moshtei Achilot, Kachilachat. Or maybe it's not like that at all. Maybe it's not got to do with since the beginning was mutar, the whole thing is mutar. Maybe he just simply holds that a bunch of grapes, despite the fact I'm going to fill my mouth a few times with it, it's like taking one fig from the tree. Okay, that could be shitat rebi tarfan. So, so the, now the, the Gemara doesn't resolve, uh, like resolve this question, but let's continue anyway. Now, now what the Gemara basically almost like finishes the sugya that we saw, um, that we saw in Truma. So this might be a bit of chazara for you or uh, on you. But let's continue. My time of the rebellion, sir. What's the reason Rebbe Yezer? So in other words, why is it that when he takes this bunch of grapes and he's, he's munching in the guinea, he walks into the chatzir, he's allowed to finish it. He says, Mishum uh, the half a minute is because he started beheter, he can finish beheter. That's Rebbe Yezer. Amir Rebbe Nata, no. Losh, Rebbe Yezer, Mishum Sheetchil It's not because you start a beheter that you can finish a beheter. Elish Rebbe Yezer, Omer, Yamtida, Shiatza Shabbat, Ochiatza, Chutz, Lachatzer, Vigmor. He says, no, it's a different din altogether. Rebeliez would agree that in the Guinea you're not allowed to eat it. But rather what? He says that normally if you bring something into the Guinea, then it's Kovea even if you take it outside the Guinea. Or if, it, if this is the other case in that mission, if you recall, if Shabbos came in, even after Shabbos, it would be Kovea, you would be able to eat from a snack from it. What does it help that you kill the Heter? It helps only that after Shabbos, or if you take it out of the Chatzar, you can continue eating it. But it's not that since you began the Heter, you can finish the Heter. Okay, that's a much more uh, refined uh, opinion or, or, or restricted understanding of Rebeliezer, that it only saves you whether if you take it back out or out of the Chatzar or after Shabbos where you can finish it, but it doesn't help you when you're in the Chatzar or on Shabbat itself. Okay, let's go back to the Gemara now. Tani B'Shem Rebbe Nechemia. Chatzar Shini Ederet Now, we have a Chatzar, but the question is, can, can the status of a Chatzar change? So if it's Ederet, meaning it's it's Plowed over, effectively, or not with hoed with a stick, not with an animal. So if you um, use a hoe, harehu kagina, there it's like a gina, and therefore it's not doesn't have the chatzer, and you can eat ochlin batocha aray. Amrav Amrav Simlai halach kremenichem, but that's in the halach. So tani tani zara ruba, if you planted a majority of the chatzer, now here we have to change the gear, so it's ptura ubevator. However, nata ruba. If you plant, if you planted trees in a majority of the chatzar, like fruit trees, then it is chayevet. Then, then it would be, wouldn't change the status of the chatzar. It's still a chatzar and a chatzar will be kovea. So I'm rabchista v'uchinatalanoya shel chatzar. That's only if the trees are planted for the beauty. It's like um, a bit like I've got these kumquat trees in my in my uh, in my garden, planted by the previous owners. I have no interest in eating any of them. I'm not harvesting or selling them. It's just for the noise. It's just uh, they look. Apparently, they look pretty, despite the fact they make a tremendous mess. But nonetheless, so this is the same idea. If it's planted in there for a noy, meaning people would sit and buy the shade of them and things like that, 
that's when it doesn't, that's when it doesn't change the status of a chatzar to an orchard. It's still considered a chatzar. But if you planted like grain and things like that, then it would be no question. So, so now we say, So sometimes we've seen this concept a few times, you shall help me. That if you've got two different teachings, they can inform one on the other. Meaning, when do we say When do we say when you plant a, a, a majority of grain in a chatzar, there's patur v'hu, that is when that's when you've actually plowed it, like you've hoed it through and turned over the soil. So it's not just planting stam, you've actually almost turned into having appearance of a gina. Again, one can form the other. That we said the first teaching of Nechemi was that if it's, uh, you've got a, a hoe and it's like turned over the soil, that's when it's patur. That's that when is it like a sadeh? That's ruba. That's only when, that's when you've plowed, over, turned over the soil through a majority of it. Okay. The next case was, we said, that this is Ochel Kadar Kovaholech. This is referring to a Te'enashi Omedepe Chatzer Vonotel Gina. So it's planted in the Chatzer and it's hanging over to the Gina. And we say you can eat as much as you like. So the Gemara says as follows. Um, here. When does it mean Ochel Kadar Patu? That's when you're standing, like we explained the Mishnah, that's when you're standing in the Gina. Because you're standing in the Gina, not in the Chatzer, in Makom, that's not Koveya. That's why the branch is hanging over. You can eat as much as you like. The, the statement in the Mishnah when it says that if it's if, if it's planted in the Ginan hanging over into the Chatzer, you can only eat one at a time. Then the Imtzeref, but if you uh, took two at a time or more, then you then you chayev. That's because you're standing be'omed bechatzer. Now, Rabbi Irmi asks the following question. It's not going to be resolved, but we'll see in a minute. It says Nitela Now, Nitela Badukhnik has so many different explanations here. One understanding of Pnei Moshe says you, you, it's like a twig that has, like a branch that has two sticking out of it. Is that considered two? The Marafulda says, Bedikni actually means like in your beard or something. But uh, simply the way Reb Chaim explains it is, what happens if you're standing in the Gina and you use a tool, you stretch out into the Chatzar to take one and bring it out? Okay. So your Omed Beginava, Nof is going into the Chatzar. Before we said if it's the trees outside and the, branch, and the branches are going inside and you're standing in the Chatzar, it would be, you can only take one at a time. What if you're now standing outside and you use some sort of tool that stretches into the Chatzar to grab some? That's the question. Do we go Bata Melaket, the person where the person's standing, the person's picking it, or do we go by the Chatzar? That's the question. However, we'll see, that, that's probably, we'll just go with Rabchaim's understanding now. So Dalma, we've got an incident. Rabbi Zira, Rabbi Abba Barchan, Abba Kahana, Rabbi Levi, Havon Yatvin, they were sitting. And Rabbi Zira, Mekantel, Ilin Dagatata, but Savel Gul Sifrikist. He used to, he was, um, he was, uh, he was like telling off or, or starting up with, if you like, these, um, these people that were Doresh Agadata. And he was calling him Sifrikisme. Like you're doing magic tricks, meaning everyone seemed to be Doresh, they were Doresh Psukim. In whatever way they imagined it, he felt it wasn't lamito. It's a bit, you know. Sometimes you have these, uh, these. Uh, you use the heter of a drush sometimes to twist the pasuk to whatever what you want to say to on a Shabbat Chatan or something like that. But that, that's what he was saying, right? That he was saying he was, he was called him Sifri Kisme. So Amrle Rav Babar Kahana says, Lama Kamanta Why are you why are you making fun of them? Why are you starting up with them? Shalun Vinum Gimel Lecha. Ask him a question. Test them out. So it's okay. What does it say when it says in Tilim? So Chamat Adam, the anger of him, there will some some type of acknowledgement of you. And Sherit Chamot seems to be some remnants of some sort of anger. 
Tachkor will be girded, will be restrained. So what, what's the Pasuk referring to? Our lady sent him. Okay, I'll explain to you. Which means that, sorry, I've just got a bit of from notes here from Rechaim. He says, he says, meaning that if in this, or if you more dare in this world about the chama, the, the, the punishment that Kodesh Baruch Hu gives you, and you don't meet from your own complaint, then sherit meaning the schar will be that that me'akevli paramachem leolamaba. In other words, so in other words, the first part of the pasuk is talking about lamaze. The second part of the pasuk is talking about lamaba. In other words, if you simply bear the fear of a kodesh baruch, and this will you somehow be rewarded in the world to come. Samarle, I don't understand. Or neimah, maybe you could flip the pasuk upside down. Neimah ki chamata dam todeka bolamaba, which means if that you will todeh in olamaba, you will acknowledge. The 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 in the world to come because Shirin because Bishvil, because he didn't bring all the fury down upon you that you were deserving in, the, in this world. So you can switch it upside down. So Amr says, I just want to finish this piece. That when you meorer your chama on the reshaim. Then the tzaddikim will see what you're doing. V'modim l'shimcha and they'll praise you. That's what Rabbi Levi says. Rabbi Levi says, and in and the way Rabbi Chaim finishes, u'b'schal zakarosh parchul me'esir will remove u'makev dechema on the lamaba. So I'm Rabbi Zira. He hafcha. He have he hafcha. But Hashem ain't a clue. Everyone's explaining it different ways, and we haven't got shut in the pasuk. We haven't, you haven't explained me anything. So therefore, he said, Yirmiya benin. Now Yirmiya was the person asked this question about the bedukni. Right, uh, it says, meaning go and collect, go by the halacha and try and work out your sheila, your question of the dukni. Because working within the world of this halacha, you're literally going to come out with something. Right, it says, meaning it's better than all the midrashah. Your your kasha you had on on the on, understood it of a person standing outside the outside the chater and the gina, reaching into the branches and with a tool to try and grab these things. That kasha is better than all these drushin that they bring on this pasuk. Now, but we haven't got to a conclusion. Now, you might be intrigued. Okay, how do you understand the pasuk? So, uh, the Rashi explains the pasuk. He says, "Ki chamat adam todeka." He explains what Adam is, meaning Kaasa. Uh, you know what? I might have to read it inside in the Rashi in the Pasuk because it's uh, quite nice. He says, Kaasam shall Rashaim Gorem Shabriot Modim. The Kaas of the Rashaim, Kaas Adam, Gorem Shabriot Modim la Kadosh Baruchu, they will cause people to recognize Hashem. Kishimarim Kaasam la Kadosh Baruchu. Now, because when the Rashaim show their Kaas, and a Kodesh Baruch who pays them out, nifrim ako, nifrim ahem, then everyone will praise a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Vehematzmam mekalsim lefalam, they too will praise a Kodesh Baruch Hu lefalam, kishrim she'en kasam klum, when they recognize that their kas, me kas adam, will bring the world to dodeka. Like you find in Bukhanetzer, he says, Hanani Mishal the Azaria, when they, when he, when he tried to call anger on them and they were saved, and everyone said, Yishem, Yishem, Yehesh made the Alam of Arach. And then what's the second part of the Pasuk? Meanings, there's a restraining of the other anger. Now we said first by the pasuk, point Rashi is chemot adam, which means it's going to ma'akel v'tachdol sharishim mu'akavim v'timna melaharot gavot geotam. That the other rishim are not going to be so quick to show their pride and their anger when they say Hakadosh Baruch Hu punishes these rishim. That's how I understand the pasuk. Is tachdol lashon akavat. Okay, so that's how Rashi explains the pasuk. 
Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Thank you very much. Have, Have a good, good day. Yeah.